0: Welcome back to Overdue. I'm Mrs. Watts, your annex librarian.
1: And I'm Coach Hill, your main building librarian. In today's episode, we wrap up the year.
0: Right. Last book review of the year. Last books. Um, so I am reviewing the surprising power of a good dumpling, which took me a little bit longer to get through just in the season we're in at school. Um, it's a busy time. Yeah, it's a busy time. So that is not a reflection of the book at all. Um, it is by Y Chim and this book is the story of Anna. Um, she's a teenager, they live in Australia. They are a Cantonese family, um, who has moved, um, moved to Australia and they're Her father runs a restaurant, um, but it is a ways from their home. And so it it, that plays into Anna's responsibility in the family, along with um, her mother, who we can tell struggles with a mental illness um, from the get go of the book. She is it it really focuses on her mother um, to start the story off, where she's, you know, kind of confined to her own room and darkness and, um, it talks about triggers, um, from the perspective of her mom. And so like just being aware of triggers and, um, and just kind of what's happening in her own mind. And then it transitions to Anna and her perspective. And Anna is really the person that holds their household, their family together. So she is taking care of her younger sister, her younger brother, um, while her mother is kind of confined and reclusive and just in this state of unhealth. Um, I don't know if that's a, that's a word, but we get it. We get it. Um, so Anna takes care of her family is, um, kind of tiptoeing around her mom and wondering, you know, if I bring her a meal or am I going to get snapped at? Is something going to get thrown at me? Is something going to get thrown against the wall? You know, we see this fragility in that relationship and in the home where they don't know what dance it's gonna be each day. Um and meanwhile her father is the only one earning an income for their family and is most nights staying over at the restaurant to, to reopen the next day and because the commute is a burden in itself, um, financially and physically. And so what we see is Anna running things and um in the midst of caring for her siblings, trying to meet the physical needs of her mom while her mom isn't well. Um She's also in school and dealing with just the cultural um, clashes of her her heritage and where she is like in school in Australia and and how those two things kind of conflict. Um, Then there's also just the teenage side of her where she sees that other people aren't having to carry the same load. And so we see that internal struggle of, um, you know, just like frustration. Why do I have to? deal with this and things like that. Um, so that's kind of how the, like the story sets up with everything that she's balancing really. Yeah. Um, and then early in the story, she decides to, um, begin working at her dad's restaurant to a kind of give her a relief from the household. Also some separation, some, um, honestly something for herself, but also to help support the family financially. Um, Not to mention, you know, she's caring for her siblings in the, in the process of that. She, she knows or finds this love of feeding them, you know, cooking that is a safe place for her. So that kind of ties into her working at the restaurant Um, while she's there, um, a 20 year old boy comes in the scene and takes a role as a delivery boy for, for the family or for the, the restaurant. And they kind of develop a romantic relationship but through that as they get to know each other Rory this this boy that's come into the to the book um kind of helps Anna with um walking through that relationship and season with her mother because he himself struggles with depression and um we find just this again like a safe space a someone who can help her heal through this and work through this and the thing that i thought was really refreshing not even refreshing but just like it's just good was he makes a point to teach her that like we might heal for a little bit and then it might get might get hard again and so it's a process of continually like healing and and just um just that it's going to be hard but we can find our safe spaces, do what we need to do to, um, to be well, when we can as best we can. And so their relationship is just super impactful to her home life. And um, while she's kind of exploring her job at the restaurant and the new relationship, her mom, you know, begins pretty much secluded to her room and confined and then um, goes into a state of being out and about, but that kind of makes things worse because she's sort of irrational and lashing out. And so that adds attention and they have to navigate through that. But, um, the book was just really well done. So you liked Um, it. I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, it was hard to read some of those things. Sure. Naturally mental illness impacts the circle of people that are in your life. And, Um, I think we see that a lot with Anna. You see that a lot with, um, her siblings and how each of them, um, respond to that differently, but they each respond to it.
1: I think there's a trend might be a strong word, but, um, I've noticed that the current group of high schoolers, Mm -hmm. uh, are reading, want to read more novels about mental illness Mm -hmm. than even when we started as librarians just yes, four years ago
0: Absolutely, and we've talked about that too yeah to use the word trends you know things that were popular when we started are are not so much anymore right and, so and this, only four short years and only four years and um i think what i appreciate about this book is it deals with really hard things and i what i feel like and this is just my opinion was a very um relatable safe like context mm-hmm. um you know there's a little bit of the romance to lighten things up and there's a little bit of her finding herself in like cooking and helping the family but they still deal with like hard things it was just a really good balance i felt like which i appreciate i think that that's appropriate for young adults um and it's just real it's just real it's real it's, real, but it's happening mm-hmm
1: And people deal with it and have to live with it and, and learn and struggle and all that. And it's just real.
0: Yeah. I think the thing about this book and maybe I've already said it in other words, but it is real and it is heavy, but I feel like it didn't leave you with weight. It left you with knowledge and understanding and like you felt the grief of what they're going through, but you also, you just almost left it feeling fuller with that knowledge rather than, than. um, just like weighed down by it and sitting sitting in it in the hard things which i think is kind of what her relationship with rory is meant to do is not to is to help you move in weave in and out of those hard things um so that's the surprising power of a good dumpling i know i had also mentioned in our last episode that i was going to read the face of picasso um, i forgot about it (laughs) and i did not get to that one and so that will be my summer read cool which i'll talk about again um in the next part of our episode cool tell me what you read
1: um, I read Abuela, Don't Forget Me by Rex Ogle.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm curious about this one because I read yeah, Punching I'm Bag. Yeah, I'm curious
1: how well, – mm-hmm. yeah, because you read Punching Bag. Mm-hmm. So Abuela, Don't Forget Me, A, is written in verse, which uh, was not intentional. But you have allu- you
0: read anything in verse before?
1: Yes. Sorry to cut you off. Yes, I have. Okay. okay. But you had alluded to kind of a crazy time of year, so it kind of worked out for me that I had a quicker yeah. read.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it's very much um, – the book is very much an ode to his grandmother. Uh, and it talks about, it talks about, uh, how she was there for him unconditionally, um, from the time he was a baby up through being an adult, uh, at the hardest points in his life, Mm -hmm. uh, even at times when maybe he wasn't being the best person back. Um, it was very unconditional. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the the title, Abuela Don't Forget Me, uh, is so because she has developed dementia. Mm. Um, but interestingly in the book, that's not that's not what the book's about. That's not brought up until the very, very, very last page. Um, and, and so I think in his he says something about it, in his conversations with his abuela, uh he was just remembering all Of these things and started writing them down, and then that kind of became this book, yes. So,
0: I love that. to my
1: knowledge, there are he's written three books that are uh memoir ish, mm-hmm. uh, Free Lunch, mm-hmm. Punching Bag that you read, and then I just read Abuela Don't Forget Me. So, I'd be curious to, to I'd be curious what you think if you read it because I feel like re- you read Punching Bag, which is more uh, of a traditional book, mm-hmm. um, and maybe has a little more insight into his childhood. I mean, I got a pretty yeah. clear picture reading, reading through this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there might be some more detail uh, in something like punching bag or in free lunch. And I, I'd be curious if someone read what I just read up. Well, I don't forget me after reading one or both of the other ones mm-hmm. um, that said, it was just, it was just fine for me as a, as a standalone book, very emotional, yeah. tough to right. read sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, just makes you sad that, that children, mm-hmm. you know, that he, he's not a, he's not a one-off, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, there are, there are children that live in that kind of abusive life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and with that kind of uncertainty, uh, every day, mm-hmm. you know, and, and his abuela was very much, a a counter to that. Right. She, as much as she could be, right? you know, tried to to be consistent and mm-hmm. loving and, and, and all of those things. Yeah. Provide, provide whatever stability she could, um, uh, from whatever distance apart they were. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I really, it was quick. It was very quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, I think right at or just under 200 pages of verse, um, but I'd be curious if you ever if you ever get a chance to grab it and pick it up. Yeah. Uh, if you'd be able to say a little bit more, having read one of the other, yeah, I would be interested memors. to read it.
0: Yeah. Honestly, just for the feels of a grandmother. Like yeah, for they're, sure. They're such impactful people. And yes,
1: I was feeling that also. I would I was like.
0: I'm sure I would be close to crying. Yeah. Um. It's just and and that's cool. You know, listening to you talk about it, it just it seems like it would be an access point for all, like a lot of students in in people just in general in general i yeah. mean um
1: and it's quick right it's super right. accessible
0: mm-hmm.
1: um yeah it was good yeah. I, I liked it cool. i i'm interested probably next school year at some point at uh, reading i know you read punching bag already mm-hmm. so i might read free lunch at yeah. some point uh, I, next school year and
0: just because this was written different from punching bag alone i would be interested to read all three of them yes um i think it's a, a very cool talent to write about your life in three different, honestly, like categories, um, lenses, viewpoints, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call and in, in different ways. Um, and yet still, cause was
1: punching bag was punching bag. Uh, it was written like a traditional, like, novel. right. But, but was it focused primarily on the abuse? Like when you think of the it, title punching bag, right? Yes. And so free lunch maybe has more of a focus on the poverty aspect. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I, I bet as a, all three together.
0: Yeah.
1: Not that it's intended necessarily, I don't think, to don't be know. read that
0: way. I don't know, but, but I it have would paint a, lot of-
1: a like I with, with, with this one, because it's in verse, right, I'm just getting little snippets of pictures and I'm kind of having to piece it together mm-hmm. as the reader, which is fine. The way it's written, you can do that very easily. Mm-hmm. But I feel like with Punching Bag and Free Lunch probably, mm-hmm. um, there's less dot connecting that you have to do yeah. as a reader.
0: Yeah. I have a lot of respect for honestly, him as a writer to be able to do it and approach yes. those three books and those three um, pieces of his life in that way. Right. Um, I think that's a very cool skill.
1: Yeah, for sure. Very, and I, I'm cool. curious if you do read it, you know, you read punching bag and so you already have this background about his life, mm-hmm. right? So when I'm reading Abuela, don't forget me. The only thing I knew was from whatever you said about punching bag. Mm-hmm. So I'm not only focusing on his grandmother, but also on the poverty and the abuse right. and so forth. I wonder if if uh, you would take anything away that I missed, maybe not mm-hmm. having to connect dots yeah. about his childhood, about his his upbringing, and just being able to focus more on his grandmother. Yeah. Um. I would imagine that this book maybe says more about his grandmother than, say, Punching Bag did. I know. I oh, remember. Definitely. I remember you bringing up. Yes. His grandmother when talking about she, Punching
0: Bag. I mean, she. It was clear that she was important, but the book did not focus on their relationship or really on even their stories much at all. And this is solely about that. Yes. So again, just very well done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very cool.
1: cool. Very cool. So we're going to take a quick break. Um, We are going to kind of recap our our year of reading here Mm -hmm. in the next segment and pick our three favorite books Mm -hmm. uh, from this past year. But first we're going to hear a preview of the book, The Summer I Turned Pretty by Jenny Han from White House High School student, Taylor Noakes. Uh, And Taylor chose the passages uh, that she's going to read because they entice the readers by showing what the theme of the book is and what the main predicament is.
2: My name is Taylor Noakes. I am reading The Summer I Turned Pretty by Jenny Han. The book is about a girl named Isabella who goes by Belly. Billy's life is measured in summers, it's her favorite part of the year. Her, her brother Stephen, and her mom get to see their longtime friends that they've had since they were very young, Jeremiah, Conrad, and their mom Susanna. Things are a little bit different this year. She is now grown up, and her longtime crush on Conrad is starting to mean something. This is starting to mean something, which causes some commotion in their lives. On page three, it says, Stephen elbowed me. Are you thinking about Conrad? He asked me mockingly. For once, the answer was no. No, I snapped. My mother stuck her head in between our two seats. Belly, do you still like Conrad? From the looks of things last summer, I thought there might be something between you and Jeremiah. On page four, it says, We'd been going to Susanna's beach house and cousins ever since I was a baby since before I was ever born. For me, cousins was less about the town and more about the house. The house was my world. We had our own stretch of the beach, all to ourselves. The summer house was made up of lots of things, the wraparound porch we used to run around on, jugs of sun tea, the swimming pool at night, but the boys, the boys must have all. Chapter seven. I didn't notice right away that their family had more money than ours. The beach house wasn't some fancy kind of place. It was a real, honest to God beach house. The kind that's lived in and comfortable. It had a faded old seersucker couch and a creaking lazy boy. Us kids always fought over, and peeling white paint and hardwood floors that had been bleached by the sun. But it was a big house, room enough for all of us and more. They'd built an addition years ago. On one, end, on one end, there was my mother's room, Susanna and Mr. Fisher's room, and an empty guest room. On the other end was my room, another guest room, and the room the boys shared, which I was jealous of. There used to be a bunk bed and a twin bed in that room, and I hated that I had to sleep all alone in mine when I could hear them giggling and whispering all night through the wall. A couple of times, the boys let me sleep in there too, but only when they had some especially gruesome story they wanted to tell. I was a good audience. I always screamed at the right places. Since we've gotten older, the boys have stopped sharing a room. Steven started staying on the parents' end and Jeremiah and Conrad, both had their own rooms on my end. The boys and I had shared a bathroom since the beginning. Ours is on our end of the house, and then my mother has her own and Susanna's is connected to the master bedroom. There are two Sikhs, Jeremiah and Conrad shared one and Stephen and I shared one.
1: Okay. So as I said, uh, we'll, we'll recap the year here and, and talk about our favorite books that we read yep. uh, from the, you know, we, we, we mainly read YA during the school year. There are some yep. exceptions,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and we've talked before about how that can be um, an exercise for us, yeah. Uh, especially at the end especially of especially the, at the end of the year. But it was yes. fun for me to look back, and especially from some of the ones in the early in the year mm-hmm. uh, that maybe I wouldn't have enjoyed as much if I would have read them in April,
0: right?
1: Um, but we'll we'll let you start. So, what were your what were your top three books?
0: Okay, so go
1: actually, go, uh, go three two one
0: three two one. Okay. So actually, it's hard to rank them three, two, one, and maybe that's because they're so far removed from like my mind um, because I did read them earlier in the year. But I will rank um, and actually two of them are from the VSBA list. That's that's kind of cool. That is cool. That is cool. Um, Number three is Killers of the Flower Moon. Which is a like a nonfiction um, narrative, and it's cool
1: that a nonfiction has made your list
0: that book, and I've heard students talk about it too. it is so good. it is so well done. it just it's a great book. Um, number two was today Tonight tomorrow, which is like a young adult romance, their seniors. Um, and
1: that was a VSBA from the prior school. year. Yes,
0: it was. Yes, it was. Um, that was just fun. And there was kind of like a little adventure aspect to it, which I enjoyed. Um, and then number one was little thieves, which is a fantasy, um, and kind of like a, a, jewel heist. And she gets caught and cursed and has to work. Like it was really good. um, but I enjoyed all three of those books, and they stand out as like high points in the year. Yeah. So, what about cool. yours?
1: Uh, so my my third place one is, and before I get going, none of mine are actually on the VSBA list. Isn't that interesting? And I did read some good. Apparently, VS-
0: I just pick poor books for myself. I did read some good <laughs> VSBA
1: books this year that yeah. that I considered for for these for these three. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think my number one book is on the VSBA for next year. Yep. So. That's something, but anyways, uh, my number three book is "And the Ocean Was Our Sky" by Patrick Ness. This was a short fantasy book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even think novel is the right word. Um, with some really cool artwork in it, and it was the story of Moby Dick, but in reverse. Yes, where the whales were hunting the humans. Um, I think I think Toby Wick was was who <laughs> was the sounds person familiar. that they were after. Yeah. yeah. Um, it wasn't, it was just different. Mm-hmm. It was very different. I, it's not really why a, it's not adult. I think a middle schooler could read it. I think anyone could read it. Yeah. Uh,
0: I think that's a book. It sounds like just to enjoy, like it's just you can read it, enjoy yeah, it. Yeah.
1: It's just different. And I've yeah. never read Moby Dick. Right. Um, and I don't really know why I grabbed this book. Maybe if I listened back to the episode, maybe I just was looking for something different and this was indeed different. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's part of its part of its uniqueness, I yeah. think, is what what helped it make the list for me mm-hmm. for this school year.
0: It's cool that you haven't read Moby Dick and that you still chose it because I feel like, yeah, uh, or that you still enjoyed it, like that, you know, not having the same context. Yeah, you
1: it, know, of course, Moby Dick is a thick old right. classic yes. novel. You know yes. what I mean? And this is mm-hmm. anything but that. Right. Um. But yeah. Cool. And the ocean was our sky by That's, Patrick Ness. Number three. That was three. Number two for me is actually Abuela, don't forget me.
0: Oh, nice. Um,
1: so I don't need to talk about that one too much because I just did. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was that was my number two. Mm-hmm. And number one was pretty easy for me for mm-hmm. this year. And that was All My Rage by Sabata here. I would have guessed that. Yeah, National Book Award winner um, and deservedly so. Uh, just a fantastic book. There was a girl in here um, a couple of days ago, you know, just before we're shutting off checkouts because we have to do inventory. Right. And she wanted a book and she was asking for a recommendation and I gave her this one. I said, hey, I need it back by Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she read it overnight and she, she loved it.
0: Awesome. Uh, that is really, really cool. Yeah. Just to hear that a student loved it as much as you did because yes. you never know. And this is YA. Yes.
1: Uh, All My Rage is very much YA, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I think anyone would enjoy this book that from YA and up. You know, awesome. I, this is not appropriate for, for middle schoolers uh, for some of the content in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but high school and up uh, anybody, anybody would enjoy this book. Cool. So. so what
0: are you reading over the summer?
1: Well, we'll get to that in just a second because first we're going to hear one more
0: oh, cool. book preview.
1: We're going to double up on the book previews Let's this do it. episode to, awesome. close out, to close out the year. Cool. So we'll listen to a preview of In the Same Boat by Holly Green uh, from White House High School student Ryland Keefe. Uh, Ryland picked the passage because it gives a general explanation of what the plot was. And Ryland picked the audio uh, because it corresponds with the book's theme. Uh, The upbeat tempo of the song relates with the stress and emotion of facing the obstacles of the race.
3: Hi, I'm Ryland Keith. And the book I read for my IR is called... In the Same Boat, written by Holly Green. This book is about a girl named Sadie Scottsfield. She destroys her father's 20-year river race completion streak. Sadie tries to redeem herself by entering the next race and finishing it in record time, but she is unaware of the obstacles that lie ahead. Obstacles. Such as her brother Tanner ditching her for another team. And the rapid waters of the river race. Sadie finds herself with a new teammate. One she does not like very well. They fight and argue during the race. Setting them both back. Sadie's partner wants to leave the race. But if he does, Sadie won't get credit for completion of the race. This leads to Sadie trying to convince her teammate to stay. But he won't budge. Eventually, they get lost and decide to help each other. They finally get back on track and are both determined to finish the race. A passage from my book is, last year Sadie caused a disastrous wreck that ended her father's 20 year streak of finishes, and he's never looked at her the same. Now she knows that finishing the race with her brother Tanner is her one shot to redeem herself. She's ready for anything, except Tanner ditching her last second for another teammate. This leaves Sadie in disbelief. She does not know what to do. She tells herself she wants to quit, but realizes this might be the only chance she has to make up what she did to her father in the last River Race. Sadie begs Tanner to not switch teammates but she is unsuccessful. This means Sadie will have a random partner. Making it even worse, Tanner's partner is a three-time River Race champion. Most likely, the other racers knowing their racing teammate, giving Sadie a huge disadvantage. Sadie begins to fear she may not finish in time and will not gain back her father's trust.
1: All right, we'll finish up the school year talking about uh, what we're taking home for summer. Um, I'm actually going to do a reread this summer, and I'm a little nervous about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm nervous for you. I'm going to reread what I have proclaimed on this podcast as probably my favorite book of all time, mm-hmm. even though I've only read it once. Uh, I think I said something along the lines of when I was reading it, I felt like it was written for me, um, not because of a message or anything necessarily, just like the cadence. Of of the writing,
0: yeah,
1: uh, is just I read it over overly comfortably, yeah, um, and that is Cloud Cuckoo Land by Anthony Doerr, uh, not YA. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm nervous because after reading it, I was so excited and you know proclaimed it my favorite book of all time, and now I'm like hoping that it lives up <laughs> to, so, the bar to what set. I've to what I've built up. <laughs> in my head over the last year yeah. plus whenever i read it last yeah i have started already i'm probably about 50 pages in or so and um i think i'll be okay okay and so, i may read also sorry we're going to ask about, about that i was going
0: to ask about that all the light we cannot see is by the same author did it have the same like ri- like did it feel the same reading it yes
1: and i read all the light we cannot see i actually had to read that uh when i was going through my library science masters right um it's it's written in the same way where it's kind of got the shorter chapters mm-hmm. so to speak and you bounce around from different characters perspectives. I don't remember in all the light we cannot see about kind of the rhythm right. of the writing. I feel like this is a little bit different, okay. you know, but I, I was just curious. It's the same author, it's the same dude, so right. I, you know, there's there's only so much difference that that there can be.
0: Right.
1: Um and I did enjoy that book a lot also. That's yeah. a great book. Um, just a question. Yeah. Anyway, what were you say? I also might take home, uh, the electric kingdom, one of the VSBA mm-hmm. books from this year dystopian. I can't remember the author at the moment. Uh, so sorry about that. Um, that was one when I read it that I, I wasn't sure if I liked it. Like part of me felt like I really liked it mm-hmm. and part of me wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. And then I had to write the questions for it for the battle of the book. So I'm skimming through it, writing the questions. Right. Um, And that's very much a book where certain things happen at the end where maybe some things before um, might make more, not make more sense, but you can anticipate a little bit more or not anticipate, but just have a a fuller picture. Um, And so I might take The Electric Kingdom home also Mm -hmm. uh, and reread that to see a second time through, kind of make the decision about how I feel about it. Cool. Uh, But I'm pretty sure that I like that book too. Yeah. And that is why that was on yeah. the, that was on the VSBA list this year. So yeah. what are you reading this summer? I know the, the Picasso book, right? Yes.
0: Yeah, so a face for Picasso by Ariel Henley. She's a twin at eight months old. Um, she and her sister, like their, their brain, their, the bones in their head were fusing together too quickly. And so they've had multiple surgeries to try and fix that. So it talks about the physical aspect of going through that, but also how emotional, that is and how it almost the emotional toll is a little bit heavier than the physical toll at times. And so, um, it's her story. It's a, mem- it's nonfiction, um, which I'm looking forward to reading. And then I think just since this discussion, I am going to take home a boiler. Don't forget me. Um, by Rex Ogle. I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm really yeah. curious. I mean, that sounds, it'll be an easy read. It's super and, quick. Yeah. Um, seems like it'll be very enjoyable. So I'll read those two. And That's our summer. That's our that's our school year. I'm excited for it. It'll be good. Um, right now it's time for us to check out. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at BDP underscore library and share us with a friend.
1: We really hope that everyone has a great summer. Uh please check back with us next school year Mm -hmm. for the next episode of Overdue. Make time to read. Thanks for listening.